Thanks for tuning in to NL News Day. It's Friday, July the 23rd. Now, the number of British Columbians concerned they cannot make ends meet without going into further debt has actually jumped nine points since March, reaching the highest level since December of 2019. That's pre-pandemic. The quarterly polls finds that, the, that compared to other provinces, British Columbians are most likely to say they are not confident they'll be able to cover all living and family expenses over the next 12 months without spending on credit. And meanwhile, half are saying they're more concerned about their ability to repay their debts than they used to be. For more on this, please to welcome to the show Dean Prentice, local ins- licensed insolvency trustee with MNP Limited. Dean, how you doing? Good, Jeff. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm not too bad. Really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, this survey is kind of all over the map here, isn't it? It talks about how British Columbians are willing to spend more compared to a lot of other places as the economy starts opening up. But yet, we're also seeing some of the highest number of, of people in our province who are not confident they'll be able to cover all their living expenses. I mean, this just this survey has me kind of all over the place. It is probably the, the most interesting survey. We've been doing this for a number of years, and it, it's really almost splitting the province in two because some people are have managed to save money over the last year during uh, a COVID pandemic, and other people will have struggled. It, thankfully, they got some government relief or uh, they were managed to uh, hang on. But the people who have money, they saved it. And it's very interesting to see how high the savings rate went up for a lot of people over the last year while other people struggled. And I think that's why it's it's showing, it's kind of confusing and all over the map because some people are doing very well and other people are really struggling. And it feels like there's almost some people who are right in the middle who are maybe doing okay. They saw the low interest rates, decided to take out some loans, maybe buy a home that they wouldn't have been other, otherwise able to afford if it wasn't for those lower interest rates. And they're kind of somewhere in that middle ground. Yes, and what we, we saw was that because of uh, all the business closures, people weren't going out and spending the money on entertainment, traveling, dining out. They were having this money and they decided to do either home renovations or to purchase a new home. The problem is that is if at the low interest rates, they're able to afford it. However, if their income goes down or interest rates go up at all, they could find a real problem trying to pay these, these loans off that they've taken off. Or if they're trying to sell their house and the house goes down in value. I saw where, although the market's been really strong, it's cooled off in the last couple months. And uh, that would be a concern if someone's trying to sell their house and doesn't have time to wait six or eight months before they can sell it. Mm-hmm. Do you think, I'm curious if you feel like this might be a more accurate picture of, of what debt levels and what concerns British Columbians truly have uh, compared to the surveys we've seen over the past year where we would have had things like CERB, some other government supports that would have been out there helping to maybe prop up people's bank accounts a little bit while they you know, saw a, 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 a drop in their number of hours that they could work or they saw a drop in employment completely. Uh, I'm just curious if you think this one might be a truer picture of where we are now compared to what the results might have been over the past year, year and a half? Jeff, I, I don't think anyone has a crystal ball to accurately predict this. And I'll tell you why. A year ago, everyone thought bankruptcies and proposals are going to skyrocket because mm-hmm. of the pandemic. And yet, nationally, uh, filings dropped about 35%. People didn't file because they weren't having to, to pay the bills. The collections stopped. So, even though everyone was expecting this this tsunami of, of bankruptcy filings, it didn't happen. It went the other way. So now people are saying, okay, is the tsunami going to happen now that the government benefits are, are starting to be scaled back? Uh, 
Well, we're not so sure. Um, a lot of the people who perhaps, because they're not spending money, haven't been able to pay their debt down. It's very interesting to see how much debt has been repaid over the last year. So I think it's the people, though, who uh, have their incomes decreased, their hours decreased. They're the people that are going to need some help because they're the ones who have been depending upon the support. Whereas those people who were in the middle before, I think they're going to work themselves out of it over the next year or two. And, and speaking of that, I found it interesting as well. British Columbians finding themselves with more money at month end after paying their bills. Households report having an average of $829 left over. That's $138 more than they had left over just a few months ago in March. I mean, how can you explain why there's such a big increase there? I just found that a little bit surprising. That comes right back to the debt repayment where over the last year, people whose income stayed stable, they were couldn't didn't have the ability to pay to spend money by going out or entertainment or travel. So they paid their debt down. And that's now given freed up some cash flow that they were putting towards debt repayments in the past. Now, what I really hope people do is take that money though, and rather than going out now, especially British Columbia saying we're looking forward to eating out and traveling and entertainment I'd really love to see people putting an emergency fund together saying, you know, it's happened before. I've got some extra money now. Rather than spending it, start building up some savings, max out those tax-free savings accounts and RSPs. But before they do that, keep some money just in a, uh, a, a short-term GIC or a checking account because there could be a downturn again or there could be something else that happens that people need that money. So I know people are, have got that pent-up desire to spend. I hope they, they save their money. There is also um, some interesting stats in this in this latest survey with regards to just homeowners specifically and some concern about being house poor. A lot of uh, 3 in 10 Colum- British Columbians who own a home say they are house poor. But there's also a number of, of people, I'm trying to find the percentage here, um, who are concerned about... Um, you know, rising interest rates and what that might do to them, because I'm assuming those people who have that concern are probably not on any kind of a fixed rate. And if, if the interest levels start to rise quickly, which, you know, could easily be the case, they could find themselves in a tough spot. Yes, but uh, about a third of people, 34%, are worried that they're, that rising interest rates could drive them towards bankruptcy. Now, if you have a lot of equity in your house, you're going to, you might refinance and you'll, you'll be okay. But for people who perhaps who bought it near the top of the market or if prices start to slide and they bought, they got a short-term mortgage, if they're trying to renew their mortgage and interest rates have ticked up, it doesn't take a lot of increase in the interest rate to put that mortgage payment up a couple hundred dollars a month. And if you're already on the line there of trying need every penny to pay your mortgage, they're going to have some problems. And that often happens at the same time where the selling prices start coming down. So now they're, they're caught in that cycle of they can't sell the house for enough to pay off the mortgage and their monthly expenses are going up. So for, for people who have, uh, have a short-term mortgage, they're the ones I think that are most worried about it. If you've got a long-term mortgage and if you've got some equity, I think those people are going to be okay. But the, the third of the people do have the situation where they're, they've got some concerns. Mm-hmm. Dean, uh, when this survey is done by Ipsos on behalf of MMP Limited, do you think there's a lot of people who, when they're answering this survey, you know, are just answering it to the best of their knowledge, but maybe don't have a true picture of what their financial situation actually looks like? For sure. For sure. In fact, most people don't budget. And they, they guess at their expenses. 
So it's a little bit hard to tell of our people uh, when they read the news and they hear the stories, they start to panic a little bit. But if they actually just sit down and take a few minutes, write out their expenses, write out what they have to pay, what they could cut back on, that calms a lot of people down because they realize maybe they are going to be okay if they just adjust their spending. For other people, though, when they sit down and write it out, they realize that they are in trouble. In fact, that the credit is simply prolonging when they're really going to need help. So the, uh, the, the server catches some people off guard because they're just going, well, how do I feel today? And they don't have it down on paper to go, what's my actual situation? How, how often, I'm assuming this is a regular occurrence for you, but when you take on clients and you start to go over what their situation looks like, just how many people don't put a budget together at all? It surprises me. I, I wouldn't say I necessarily put together a concrete budget, but I'm, I'm really, I don't know if this is a bad thing or a good thing, but I look at my bank account almost every single day. I log onto my mobile app, see how much money I have in my account, how much have I spent, how much do I have left, how much do I need to allocate towards bills, and I almost, you know, change my mind, not change my mind, but am updating myself on almost a, a, a daily basis to see exactly where I'm at. So I always have a pretty good picture of, of what my financial situation looks like day to day. Did clients not, not do that for, for a lot of people that you speak to? Uh, most people I'm going to say probably don't do it. And yet I'm, I'm also going to say we'd like to get people to the point where they learn how to budget so they don't need to look at it every day. Now, I think most people aren't looking at it every day because maybe they don't want to look at it. <laughs> yeah. With some strong budgeting techniques, you can actually say, I don't need to look it up because I've streamlined my budgeting and my bill paying. So the money I have in one account is mine to spend for if I want to go out for dinner or for entertainment or to buy some clothes. Uh, and we really have a great program at MP of teaching people how to budget so they don't have to worry about the budgeting of their money. It's automatic. And then if you have $200 in your account, you go, that's what I get to spend. But I know my rent and utilities are covered. My car payments can be taken care of. I've got money going into my savings. That's really what gives people relief because they go, I don't have to think about my money every day. It takes care of it. I may not have as much as I'd like to have to spend on entertainment and clothing and, and some uh, discretionary expenses. But if you know how much you get to spend, at least you go, that's mine to spend and I don't have to worry of paying my bills. I can, Jeff, I'm going to work with you over the next couple months and try and get you so you're not looking at your budget every day. <laughs> well, I guess that leads me to my final point here, and that's just uh, something I always like to reiterate when I get you guys on, and that is people who are finding themselves in a difficult financial situation or, or are worried, maybe they're not uh, in that position yet, but are worried they might be heading there. Why is it important to talk to licensed insolvency trustees and what advantages come with talking to someone like yourself as opposed to seeking some kind of weird third-party advice? Well, we really are the only people who are regulated and trained to give advice on how to get out of debt. Um, when you're going to a, a third party, the creditors aren't t discussing your situation with third parties, and the third party debt consultants have no ability to um, help you get out of debt. They're always then turning you to, to go to a trustee afterwards. I say save your two thousand, save your three thousand dollars. Come to a trustee. We will give you a free consultation, unbiased and give you the answers of what you can do to get out of debt. So be smart with your money, save it, come to a person who will give you the answers and who actually is trained and does the debt, uh, debt proposals, the debt negotiations, or the bankruptcy. So come straight to us, get the information, and save your money. Dean, thanks so much for the time as always. It's been a little while since we chatted, so happy to catch up with you here today, and hopefully we get a chance to do it again soon. 
Look forward to it. Thanks very much, Jeff. Thank you. Dean Prentice right there, licensed insolvency trustee with MNP Limited. Speaking again to this survey that Ipsos did on behalf of them, it's a quarterly survey that they do, obviously, every three months. Here's just a couple of quick stats that I found a little bit interesting out of this study. Three in 10 British Columbians say the pandemic worsened their debt or created more debt burden for either themselves or their family. One third, about 30% of British Columbian homeowners are reporting being house poor. And two in 10, 20% report being insolvent, which is down six points since March. Despite all that, though, interesting to note, British Columbians are the most likely to emerge from their pandemic bubbles and go straight into shopping malls, restaurants, and airplanes to spend more money. I just found that interesting. More more British Columbians seeming to be finding themselves a little bit behind the eight ball when it comes to their finances, yet more British Columbians compared to other provinces are willing to go out and spend more dollars. So there's a little bit of a contrast there, and I guess that depends on which end of the spectrum when it comes to your finances that you find yourself on. Good piece of information or good piece of advice, I suppose. For those who probably have done a decent job saving, you didn't lose your job, you didn't have your hours significantly cut back, but your expenses were less because you weren't going out, you weren't spending money on entertainment, you weren't going to the movies or sporting events or concerts or the like, that helped you keep a few extra dollars in your pocket. Well, here's a little bit of advice. Don't just go and erase all those household gains. Yes, definitely go out, maybe spend a little bit more, help support the local economy, buy local, support your, your neighboring businesses. That is definitely critical. I'm not saying don't do that, but just make sure you have a good handle on where you're at and, and don't go taking all your entire savings and throwing it out the door on uh, senseless purchases. Maybe a nice vacation somewhere within BC would be something that would be beneficial. Just make sure there's no fires burning to wherever you go.